Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. In his groundbreaking new book, The Rescue Effect, author Michael Meta Webster reveals that the natural world has a series of systems, rescue effects, that automatically activate to help organisms when their environments change. And through these systems, nature can independently save endangered species from extinction. However, this doesn't mean that humans can be passed. On the line to tell us more is Michael Meta Webster. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm really delighted to be here. Michael, what inspired you to write a book that has an optimistic outlook? Uh, a couple of reasons. One was that uh, I generally am optimistic about what nature is capable of. But more importantly, probably, I think in the conversations that we often have about the environment and conservation, sometimes we get a little bit lost in the doom and gloom and it can feel really overwhelming. And I worry that while there are plenty of reasons to be concerned about nature and reasons to want to protect and save nature, if we spend all of our time just thinking about the negatives, I think it can become demotivating. And so I wanted to share with people at least some of the things that I had learned about how nature is responding to environmental change in ways that might cause us to be a little bit more optimistic. So what are the six rescue systems? Yeah, so the rescue effect overall is this inherent tendency in nature to help organisms and species adjust when their environment is changing. And if you break it apart, uh, at least by my count, there's six different ways that this happens. To give you an example, one of these is what I call geographic rescue, where when the environment changes, species might move to a new location that suits them better. We're seeing that happen all over the planet as species are starting to move, especially in response to climate change. Another one is that species can evolve when they are faced with new environmental conditions. And while for a long time, we tended to think of evolution as something that happened very slowly, under the right conditions, it can happen quite quickly. And the more we look, the more evidence we're finding that a lot of organisms are actually already starting to evolve to deal with our changing planet. What's one key takeaway that you hope readers will remember? That we're not locked into a future where we lose a lot of the diversity on Earth. We're just at the very beginning of a period of environmental change. And we have a lot of control over what happens in the future. If we choose to, we can save most of the diversity on Earth. What led you to coining the term the rescue effect? Was there a key turning point in your research when you realized it was taking place? Yeah, there was. So I was studying all the different ways that organisms respond to environmental change. And one of these had been described in the 1970s by a group of researchers who were interested in how one population of organisms can rescue another one through immigration. Basically, when new individuals come into that population, they increase its size and they can help it persist over time. They called this the rescue effect because one population was rescuing the other. I'm using the term more broadly to talk about all the different ways that species can rescue themselves as their environment changes. How can humans best support the environment? I think the thing that people can do that will help the most is try and slow down the rate of change. So the rescue effect is an important force in nature, and in a lot of cases, it's doing a great job helping a lot of species adapt to the changes that we're already seeing. But it's not all powerful. It has its limits. 
And the more that the world changes and the faster that it changes, the more the rescue effect is going to be tested and more species we're going to find that will start to struggle. If I could change one thing on the planet right now, I would have us slow down and even stop the rate of climate change on the planet because climate change is so pervasive, it's affecting all species and all ecosystems simultaneously. If we continue down the road we're on, which is faster and faster climate change, that's going to make it harder and harder for many species to survive. But if we can start to bend that climate change curve, I think that there's a lot of life on Earth that will be able to cope with those changes. How do you think your advice differs from conventional wisdom? Yeah, I don't think that uh, that that piece is necessarily different from conventional wisdom. I think all people working in conservation see change as a challenge for life and see it as something that we should be trying to reduce. But the piece that I would add on top of that that I think is less conventional is that in conservation, we've often viewed the goal as keeping ecosystems from changing, trying to hold them in a particular state. You can think of this like as a national park. We want that national park to keep looking exactly the way that it always has looked. And when that fails, we tend to think about restoration, which is trying to push an ecosystem back to the way that it used to be. I don't think that that's actually a very helpful way of looking at nature because nature has always been changing. It just maybe was changing on longer timescales than we were paying attention to. And now that we have created so much change on the planet, I think we need to get better at recognizing that ecosystems and species that are changing is actually evidence that they're adapting. And we need to figure out how we can sort of embrace change, embrace newness in ecosystems, embrace new species that are coming into ecosystems, and work with the processes of natural change to help things persist rather than trying to work against them all the time. I've been speaking with Michael Meadow Webster, author of The Rescue Effect. How would you like us to get your book? That You can get the book anywhere. Uh, if you have a local bookstore you like, please go there. If they're not stocking it, please ask them to. Um, alternatively, you can get it from any online bookseller. Thank you for speaking with us today. And thank you for helping change the world. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.